This morning, turn in your Bibles to Ecclesiastes chapter 11. Ecclesiastes chapter 11. And um, I'm excited about this message, but I'm also excited about maybe the three or four more in the book of Ecclesiastes as it comes to a conclusion. Um, kind of where we're going is a vain life living for the old and the young. And some of you are, are wondering who you are this morning. Some of you know uh, who you are if you're the old or the young. And I just want to tell you that uh, this picture of life presented to us uh, in the book of Ecclesiastes that God puts forth uh, through this preacher or this message giver um, is important for us, whatever phase of life we are. Uh, many times we like to say, uh, especially if you're older, you say young people need to know some stuff today or millennials or this or that. And I just want to tell you that uh, the Bible was written for all and uh, it's the answer for all of us. And so as we look at the this morning, hopefully that'll be an encouragement to us. If you'd stand in honor of God's word, I'd like to read to you from Ecclesiastes chapter 11, uh, starting at verse 7. Ecclesiastes 11, starting at verse 7. God's Word says this, Light is sweet, and it is pleasant for the eyes to see the sun. So if a person lives many years, let him rejoice in them all. But let him remember that the days of darkness will be many. All that comes is vanity. Uh, Rejoice, O young man, in your youth, and, and let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth, walk in the ways of your heart in the side of your in the sight of your eyes, but know that for all these things God will bring you into judgment. Remove vexation vexation from your heart and put away pain from your body, for youth and the dawn of life are vanity. And God, we ask that you would uh, glorify Yourself in us, that You would work in us now, that You would change us. Uh, God, help us to see clearly uh, what we should be doing and how we should be living life right now. Uh, God, give us the strength and the courage to change. Uh, apart from Your work in us, we are left to our own devices, and that's never going to work out well. God, thank You for Your church. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. So this morning it starts off and it talks about uh, <clears throat> light is sweet and it's pleasant for the eyes to see the sun. Uh, that can be uh, condensed down to life is good. Life is good. And as we see the sun and we, we enjoy the day, there's a certain sweetness to that. Uh, sometimes that's easy to see. Uh, some of you uh, are super encouraging to me in that, where where you are are saying life is good and God has blessed us and there is a, a sense of sunshine outside and there's a sunshine to my life. Uh, there's uh, it, it's a quick thing that we would recognize the goodness of the day. Um, this is a beautiful day. Uh, I hope you notice that as you are coming to church today. The beauty of this area. Uh, maybe you didn't, maybe you didn't. And uh, this is a reminder to you. It's interesting in the book of Ecclesiastes, after 
we've gone uh, 11 chapters, uh, and he has talked about meaningless, meaningless, and he's he's talked about some of the things that grant people hope, and he said that they come to nothing. They're fleeting. They're they're vanity. They're they're not something to put all your life into. And yet at the end of this book, he says life is good or life is sweet or there's a, a, a certain sweetness even to the sunshine. Um, this first section, verses seven, uh, seven and eight, uh, is total life joy, total life joy. And when I say total life, I'm not just talking about when you're young. In fact, uh, this section is pointing towards those who are old. Uh, if you look at it, he says, Light is sweet and it's pleasant for the eyes to see sun. So if a person lives many years. We're going to get to youthfulness here in a, a few moments. But uh, is it easy to enjoy life if you're very old? It, what, what are the struggles of life uh, in the aging process? In fact, as we look to chapter 12, you can look forward to this. Uh, he's going to give a list of all the things that he can think of. He can probably think of more, but this was the list that he gave of the difficulties of growing old. Some of you could say, I don't need to come for that message. You know, I'm living it, you know. I think of uh, Rebecca's dad, uh, my father-in-law, and the last year of his life, we were there, um, we were there visiting with him, and a very godly man, he knew the scriptures well, and he said to me, Kevin, I'm living Ecclesiastes chapter 12, I'm living it, and uh, I appreciated him knowing that and embracing that, um, but as we look at this, we realize uh, if a person lives many years, uh, if if you're young, life seems to be easy, right? Uh, it's kind of like a cat being thrown off, you know, a four-story building. They land on their feet and they're fine, right? Uh, for us, sometimes just stepping off the curb uh, is something that could set us back uh, many days and maybe not recover from. Uh, this is the picture. And so he's pointing and he's, he's saying, for those who live many years, you say, well, that's me. What am I supposed to be doing? It says that too. So if a person lives many years, let him rejoice in them all. In them all. By the way, this isn't really a passage. It's not really a command for just those who are old, but it's for all. It's that as you look at your life, if you're young, you're to enjoy the, the days, but also when you are old, you're supposed to enjoy the days that God has given you. Um, to rejoice in them all, that's harder, isn't it? That's harder. Uh, if, I, if it said rejoice in the good ones, you'd be down, right? You'd be with me. Uh, you'd be tracking and say, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that's good. The, the life is good. When life is good and the days that are good, I'm with you, Pastor. That's good preaching. But uh, but it says rejoice in them all, in them all. Uh, if you haven't figured this out already, I'll be the one to tell you, and I haven't lived it, but I've, I've witnessed it in some of you. 
Sometimes those last few laps around the track are the most difficult. Sometimes the the last uh, years or months or days uh, on this earth are the most difficult. But He calls on us and he, He gives us this challenge and this call to enjoy all the days of our life. It also says in verse 8, he says, but let him remember that the days of darkness will be many, will be many. This days of darkness, some think that he's talking about that list in chapter 12 that he's about ready to share with us. Um, But chances are it's much broader than that. It's that there are dark days throughout one's life. Chances are, uh, if I were to ask you today, uh, what have been the most difficult days of your life? Uh, most of us have a few of them, right? We have a few seasons. We have a few particular days. We have an intense period in our life where we just say, oh man, that was tough. Man, that was tough. A, a loss of a loved one. A particular difficult place where we're struggling with sin. A particular situation where we didn't know where our provision was going to come from. Maybe our relationships were strained. Maybe we were uh, struggling with our children. And so we look back and we say, oh, today's great, but there were some days, I want to tell you. Uh, Sometimes as we look at life, uh, we've watched too many movies, especially Hallmark type ones, um, that, uh, you know, and future uh, in past generations, you would have said, leave it to beaver or something like that, where uh, just simple things of life and everything turns out great in the end. Uh, Sometimes we've seen that too much and we assume that if we do everything right, which really isn't possible either, but uh, this idea that we can have a perfect life, that we can escape the days of darkness. And I want to tell you that's part of life. That's part of life. And I don't want to tell you that. God wants to tell you that. He wants to say to you that the days of darkness are many. So the challenge will be that for us to rejoice in them all, that's difficult, even in the midst of the days of darkness, even knowing that uh, dark days have happened. Sometimes that's a problem too, isn't it? Getting over the days of darkness. Getting, you know, they're done. They're done. The day is gone, the, the period. But if somebody bumps into you, you start reflecting back. Oh, remember when? Remember when that happened? Or remember when I went through this difficult time? And you go from having a good day j- rejoicing at God's faithfulness to reflecting on the guilt and the problems and the bitterness of the past. I want to tell you that God has called us to rejoice in the days that we have in all of them. Uh, acknowledging and r- reminding ourselves that the days of darkness will be many. Will be many. I think so often uh, uh, we forget that. And we forget to tell our kids that. We forget to tell our grandkids that. That there's going to be tough days. And encourage them that God will be faithful to them in all those days. He comes to the end of speaking of those who are old, acknowledging uh, their challenge of harder days and the dark days, but to rejoice in them all. 
And he says that all, uh, com- all that comes is vanity. It's important for us to remember, especially if you're old, that the day, uh, all the world's problems and all the, the future events don't hinge on today. That God is still in control. Though what's going on today may or may not matter, most likely be fleeting and just temporary. And to acknowledge that even though this doesn't matter, even though this seems super intense right now, that will, in the end it will all come to vanity. He moves on to verse 9. To verse 9, and I, I would just title this section, Young Life Joy. In verse 9 it says this, Rejoice, O young man. Rejoice, O young man, in your youth. And let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth. Uh, the, I want to say it this way. The days of youth are meant to be enjoyed. They're, they're meant to be happy. They're designed to be. There's some simple reasons why. Right? If you think about it right now, if you picture someone, uh, a young man or a young woman or in high school, why should they enjoy their days? No responsibility. No bills, right? They don't have to go to work. They don't have the aches and pains, right? They don't have the history of failure that you get when you're older. Uh, they, they, all those things removed from your life, you say, boy, I could be lighthearted. I could be enjoying life. There's, there's a sense of newness to that that I could really enjoy. Uh, that's both the design of God and the call of God. I want to tell you this, uh, having teenagers myself and knowing their friends and having been a youth pastor uh, for many years as well and talking to Brandon and RJ and now my son, Caleb, I, I, I'm just blown away at how heavy-hearted, heavy-hearted young people are today. They're carrying the burdens and weight and they uh, they have these glimpses of joy, but uh, much of their days are heavy, heavy, heavy. Uh, it's not the way it was designed to be. And so, as we look at the Scriptures, we see the call, Rejoice, O young man, in your youth in these days, and let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth. To enjoy it. To enjoy the days while you're young. I want to encourage you to, to look for this in your kids, to encourage this in your kids, to encourage this in your grandkids. Uh, you know, you don't want them. Uh, so, sometimes the way we uh, talk to our kids, and I'm guilty of this, is uh, we're, you know, we see them and we say, you're so immature. It's because they're immature, you know. Uh, uh, or... Uh, you should be old and grouchy like me, you know, uh, uh, like there, there's this sense of and they're looking at me and going, well, why do I want to do that? Uh, be careful, be careful the way we talk to our young people, uh, but to encourage this uh, joyful lightheartedness in them. Uh, I'm stalling because I, I, I'm nervous about this next section because I, I've said this so many times and I have to retract and recant uh, some of my teaching. Uh, if you look at uh, verse 9, it says this, Walk in the ways of your heart. 
And I, I've said, teaching, preaching here at Bear Valley Church, uh, I've, I've highlighted the idea of the heart being deceitfully wicked. Jeremiah talks about that. And saying, you don't let your kids follow their heart. Follow their heart. And yet I look at this passage and it says the complete opposite. And so I want to teach this well because I think it's I think it's awesome. I think it's uh, beautiful for you to be able to share this with your kids and grandkids. Uh, so he says here, uh, if you could, some translations do a little bit different and it's even more forceful. Follow your heart. Follow your heart. Now, for those of us who are older, we can identify times in our life when we followed our heart and it got us into the biggest messes of our lives. Uh, it was the bad call, like our heart wasn't trustworthy and then we followed it. And yet we look at the scripture now and it says this. Uh, walk in the ways of your heart and in the sight of your eyes. Uh, how about that one? The idea that if you see something and you want it, follow after it. And you're going, no, 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 this, I don't, I'm glad my kids aren't here today. You know, that's, that's what you're saying right now. Follow your heart or follow your eyes. Let your eyes decide what you do and don't do. I want to tell you that this is connected with a joyful life. That young people would be able to follow their heart and follow the things that they see. Uh, The scripture does not quit there. Okay. It's very important for us to see this. In the middle of verse 9, it says this, but know that for all these things, God will bring you into judgment. Super important. I think that we have wanted our young people to succeed and to enjoy life. And you say, hey, just follow your heart. It doesn't matter what you want to do. Just do it with all your might. When you see something, go for it. That's what youth is all about. Without saying, but remember this. Remember God. Remember God is the one you answer to for this life. I want to tell you that uh, as if you'd give your, your son or daughter a piece of paper, or you'd uh, to your grandson or granddaughter or any youth that you know, and you say, hey, write down all the things that you like. Oh, cool. Okay, just write down things that you like. And um, and you look at their list and uh, it's very timid. And you say, no, I bet you there's other things. And you say, well, I didn't really want to write those down. And so go ahead, write them down. Anything that you sound, it sounds like fun for you to do. And you say, no, just not liking, but it sounds fun for me to do. You know, these are, and they start writing this list and this and say, do whatever you want on that list. Except remember this, that on that sheet of paper, on that sheet of paper, whatever you do, you have to answer to the one who gave you life. That you, you want to, the one that gave you life is the one that you want to connect with on whether it's right or wrong for you to do. That will take their list, their honest list. And by the way, it'll take our honest list as well. And it'll take it from being all these crazy things and it'll reduce it down to that which is good. And as we find that picture coming into focus, it kind of draws a circle and there's still so much good to do. Um, I was talking with my buddy Hunter 
this week, uh, Hunter Weissar, and he's probably going to head over to Rome uh, to be with Brandon and Abby uh, at some point, probably in the next couple of weeks. And uh, we were talking about what kind of adventure that would be for him, and uh, he's never been to Europe. And and I said, you know, Hunter, all the like all the exciting things that I've been able to do, all travel and ministry and getting to know people and being married to my wife and all that's been within uh within being connected with god and his work and i said there's been a lot of dumb things i've done too and outside of what god wanted and i shouldn't have done those things but the things that i rejoice in the things in, both in my youth and now in a little bit more than youth uh but just those come from being inside of what God wants for me. Inside and knowing that he would even be pleased with that in the end. And so uh, it's important for our young people to know that they're called to a life of joy to enjoy their youth. But to know this, that the ways of their heart, the sight of their eyes uh, should be... uh, connected with that God will bring all this into judgment that that we are his he goes on to say and it's in the same idea of of living a joyful life he says remove vexation from your heart and put pain away from your body Um, vexation and pain are, are the ideas of trouble of trouble and I think that's a, a good reminder for all of us that um, one of the one of the benefits of uh, of worry and pain, the benefits of worry and pain, is that we should not want to do those things again, right? Uh, if it felt good uh, to hurt ourselves, we would continue to do it, and we would wreck ourselves and end our lives. But the fact that we have pain. Uh, we make a note to ourselves, don't do that again. Uh, I want to tell you spiritually, that's true of us as well. Uh, if we get into spots where we're sinning or we get into places where we're worried and anxious and overwhelmed, and uh, we should probably stop that, right? We should probably stop that. That's the idea of getting rid of that from our lives. Uh, he calls young people to do this. And I, I want to tell you that uh, part of what it is to be young is to remove things from your life that other things might flourish. Um, this is very important for us, for us all, but especially for the youth. And then to remember um, that these days of youth, as you, as you look at uh, Young Life Joy, verse uh, 10, the end, it says this, remove uh, vexation from your heart and put, a, put away pain from your body for youth and the dawn of life are vanity, meaning that those early days, those early days of uh, the Hebrew translation is the days of darkness or dark hair uh, before age comes on, uh, the dawn of life, whatever. It's that idea that those days are short. Those days are short. Uh, I know that most of us can remember some days in our youth where we're sitting around with our friends and we don't know what to do. I don't. What do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? 
Maybe we should do this. No, that's a bad idea. Let's do this. I don't want to do that. I don't have any money to do like, And you sit around and you go, I'm so bored. This day will never end. This day will never end. I want to tell you those days end, right? Those days end. Some of you are nodding right now. You're saying, yeah, that, that's true. I could stand and give testimony that those days end. Um, the days of youth end. And uh, as we consider life, we should remember the days, uh, all these meaningless days, all these days that are difficult, all these days that are, are joy, easy to be joyful, all those days will end that there is something that uh, does last forever, but it's not this life. Uh, and for us to remember that. I have three things for us today uh, as we uh, conclude our time. First one is this, and uh, for us to remember. The first one is that we should seek and cherish joy in this life. No matter what. No matter what. Uh, seek and to cherish joy in this life. No matter what. Uh, I think that that no matter what's where we get all sticky, right? Uh, we, I, I want to encourage you that as you wake up tomorrow, seek joy, cherish it in this, in whatever day that is. And you say, well, it's not what I wanted. Many days aren't what we wanted. Can't order them, right? And so uh, we must seek that. We must cherish that joy in life, no matter what. Secondly. It really connected uh, with the first is uh, circumstances won't help you pursue joy. Uh, they won't help you. You know, they're the hurdle to get over, right? And so don't look for circumstances to all go your way. And you, sit, you, you kind of bank on it. You say, well, if this happens, then I will be joyful. Be careful because that may not happen. In fact, that may not happen. And the next thing you want to happen might, may not happen either. Uh, don't look for circumstances to be the source of your joy. And then lastly, uh, be able uh, to say this, that uh, cutting things out of my life is part of that pursuit. Cutting things out of my life is part of that pursuit. I don't want to talk too much about this, but um, uh, news and social media... um, a lot of us look for happiness in that. We look for importance in that. I want to tell you that's a horrible place to look. Horrible place. Um, I think of our young people and others too, older people as well, uh, looking to social media and looking uh, for somehow kind of happiness or fulfillment in that. Uh, young people are depressed uh in connection with how much social media they're on. Why is that? Um, because they're looking for validation in life and really in life that's not really real. And so I want to encourage you to be honest with yourself. And if you're married, maybe uh, you and your spouse can talk about it. Is there stuff that we need to cut out of our lives that's sapping our joy? The things that need to be gone. Um, is there is there activities that we go to? Or is our schedule too busy? That's a big one too, isn't it? You know, we we say, oh, I got all these important things to do. I gotta do them. I gotta do them. I gotta do them. I want to tell you, you don't gotta do them. Uh, talk to your Lord and Savior. 
He's the boss. Uh, and if it's sapping your joy, if you're not able to enjoy the life that He has granted to you, maybe you should cut it out. Um, some of you say, well, it's my job. Maybe you need another job. Maybe you need another job. You say, well, I can't get another job. Uh, don't look for you to get another job. Look for God to provide for you another job. Um, these are the things that are important for us to, uh, as adults to model and then to teach to our kids. Um, because uh, there are many things that cause vexation and pain in our lives. Many things. And, and sometimes we think we just have to keep going. We have to keep going. I want to encourage you, you do not have to keep going. You, do not, you, you can cut some of those things out. And trust that God will somehow grant you joy in the midst of things not being ideal. I want to tell you one last thing. Um, what we experienced with the testimonies of baptism are important for us to remember. Uh, we need a Savior. A Savior. There's one Savior. His name is Jesus Christ. And, and without which, without which, we're lost. We're dead in our sins. And to find joy without Jesus um, is meaningless. It's fleeting. It's this idea that, you know, I'll find joy in a meal. The meal's going to be over. I'll find joy in a house. Guess what? Your house will need painting again. And if you're painting it, then you will not have joy, right? Uh, okay? You will struggle. You will struggle. There'll be the dark days, you know. I'm not talking about paint colors. I'm just saying. Uh, I want to tell you, I want to tell you, Jesus is for us. He's for you and for me. He came, he, he, he sacrificed his life on a cross that we would not be lost in our sins. This is how you find joy in this life, is to trust in him. Please join with me in prayer. Father God, thank you for this morning. Thank you for all that's gone on, including the lights going out. God, we, uh, we trust in You. We thank You. We, we know that You're in control. We know that in this meaningless life that You can give us meaning beyond this life in Your Son, Jesus. We thank You for Him. We ask that You would help us to find joy uh, in the, the days that are good, but also that the day, in the days that are dark, uh, knowing that there's joy in both. God, thank You for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being here. We'll see you next week.